I really appreciate you coming out on a really cold and blustery night, afternoon, um, but not as cold as it was yesterday, right? Uh, one of the things I love about Christmas worship is that even when it's cold outside, um, there's an opportunity to have our hearts and souls warmed uh, as we worship with one another. So I just want to take a moment before I say too much and just give you the opportunity to sit in stillness for just a second. Just breathe deep. Uh, there's, there's a lot of hustle. Uh, there's a lot of hurry that goes into Christmas celebrations and Christmas plans. Uh, there are hopes and there are disappointments and a host of other things involved. And we're thankful that you chose to, to spend a part of your Christmas with us. And we pray that uh, your worship here, your experience here will only enrich uh, your experience of Jesus and his purpose for you and for your life. Uh, I have so much joy when I get to celebrate and participate in Christmas worship. The churches I grew up in as a kid didn't have Christmas Eve worship. And, and so I, when I got to the driving age, would borrow my parents' car and I would go to another church in town and slip in the back and enjoy singing carols. The, the song we just sang, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is my all-time favorite Christmas song. And it just brings such delight to me to think about what Jesus has done. And our hope really over the next 12, 15 minutes is to help you just kind of dial in no matter what you're going through and to see and experience uh, the significance of this one who's coming uh, that we celebrate. I, I don't know what this season of life has been like for you. Um, I don't know if this has been a season of wonder of awe, of anticipation, of waiting. I don't know if this is the best Christmas you have had in a long time. I'm guessing that's the story for some of you. I'm guessing even in our children, there's a lot of anticipation for what might await. But I'm guessing there are others that are here that maybe this season is a season that's been more filled with tension. Uh, maybe it's been full of hurry, uh, or maybe even disappointment. Maybe it's a little overwhelming. And maybe even for some in this room, it's been a season of sorrow and grief, of, of dreams unfulfilled. No matter where you find yourself tonight, uh, the hope is that you see the significance of Jesus and how that can change everything for you. We, we love to celebrate a baby in a manger. We love to think about the humble beginnings of Jesus. We love to think about the courage and the strength of Mary and how she was willing to carry the child of God. We, we love to think about how, how Joseph was bold and courageous and, and was, was willing to deal with the, the shame and the scorn that came from his community and, and sticking with Mary. We, we love the wonder and the awe of angelic hosts proclaiming something over shepherds. And we love the thought of a little child in swaddling clothes. But the significance of Christmas, you know, goes far beyond the manger. If we stop at the tale of shepherds and the tale of stars and the tale of swaddling clothes, we miss the most significant thing in that the name Jesus itself means that the Lord saves. And in sending Jesus, God was entering human skin to give us op the opportunity to live with purpose and meaning and hope. And, and that the, the brokenness that's caused by our sin and our rebellion and the sin and the rebellion of other people wouldn't stand in the way forever. And that's the significance of Jesus. And that's the significance that we celebrate this afternoon, this evening, and into tomorrow. I've asked a, a few people to come up and help me because as we kind of think about the significance of Christmas tonight, I wanted some help. So if I invited you to come up, uh, there are four of you. If you could go ahead and join me on stage, that would be awesome. 
as they make their way up, uh, they're going to stand with me on the rug. That's important for our uh, live stream people that are watching. But I have a, uh, what I'm calling a, a bag full of mystery items. Uh, there is nothing in here that's going to hurt anybody, or it shouldn't hurt anybody. Uh, we do have teenage boys, so we'll see. Um, and we have older men, which is probably more dangerous. But uh, there is something in here that is still living, although it's almost dead. And so take that as you will. Um, but as you reach in, I, I'm just going to ask that you... <laughs> I'm just going to ask that you grab it gently. Uh, don't squeeze things because you know the life and death situation is uh, important. But try to close your eyes. Just grab it out. Nothing's going to hurt you, I promise. Just, just grab it. <laughs> you got the living thing, by the way. There's only one thing left for you. All right, so let's go to these, and I have one too, but because it could hurt somebody, I, I kept it for myself. All right, fair enough. So what do you think you have? I have no idea. It is a headlamp, so that would light up. And what do you have? Um, like some type of plant. Yeah, so it's living, but it's almost dead because it's now been detached. It's a piece of aloe plant. What do you have? Nightlight. A nightlight? I have a wire. And you have a wire. All right. All of these things, I have a laser pointer, by the way, and it actually still works. It will show up. But um, all of these things share something in common. They probably share many things in common. Um, but what I want to highlight is that they all share light in common. And I'm going to start with what you have, Dennis. That's an optical audio cable. And so it carries through light sound from a source to the speaker. And, Rod, you have a nightlight, which obviously provides comfort um, to people when they're in need, kids, grandkids. I have them in my house. And Josiah, you have a piece of an aloe plant. Uh, how it works with light is that light helps that live. You probably have had science, photosynthesis, right? Plants need light to grow and, and light helps them live. And then Jaden, uh, you have a headlamp, the light to guide us. And so we're gonna talk about these things over the next few minutes, but I'm gonna make you stay up here for that. So if you give those to me and then you can have a seat. Would you thank them for coming up here? Just a few objects to help us. As I think about light and the, the audio cable, it takes information from one place uh, to another. The light carries the information. As I think about the laser pointer, um, it's used to, to obviously point things out, but we know that in medical um, world, they use lasers for even more intense purposes. Stronger lasers are used to uh, carterize or to cut things or to trim things. Craftsmen have lasers in their workshops that, that help cut and, 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 and define images in wood or acrylic or plastic. When I think of the aloe plant, um, again, the life that's in this plant actually helps other people. We have an aloe plant in our home so that when someone gets burned, we can go and pinch off part of the aloe plant. And this one's already leaking some of its uh, aloe or goo or whatever you call it. I don't know what the official plant name is for it uh, uh, into this bag, but it's used to help and, and bring healing. And then again, night lights are all over our home uh, because I don't like the dark and uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. And so I like to have night lights. And then the headlamp obviously helps us uh, find guidance when things are dark. And I took the batteries out of that because I thought if it got turned on, it might blind you because Audrey went out to look for something in the yard the other night and turned it on and I couldn't see for like 15 minutes afterwards because it was so, so bright. Uh, 
What do these have to do with Christmas? What do these have to do with Jesus? We began with a video called The Light of Christmas. One of the things that Jesus declares about himself is that he is the light of the world. John chapter eight, he says, I am the light of the world. And Jesus, as the light of the world, does some of the very same things that we have mentioned here over the last few minutes. Jesus, as the light of the world, he carries information from one place to another. One of our favorite names for Jesus at Christmas, we just sang it in a song, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus came from God, carrying a message from God to us. A message through his life, a message through his words, a message of God's care and concern for you to rescue you, to save you, to rescue me and to save me. Uh, He's a light that carries information. Uh, He is a light that points us in the right direction. And he is a light that, like the, the lasers that are used in the medical field, can cut and remove those things that aren't necessary or those things that shouldn't be there to promote healing. And Jesus, as the light of the world, comes and he shows us the way to the Father. He shows us how to live. Through his life, we know what God wants for us and what he doesn't want. He tells us what is sin and what is not. As the light of the world, he cuts and he shapes. As as the light of the world, he brings life. I love the words of Jesus' friend, John. Uh, In John chapter one, verse four, he says, in him was life and that life was the light of men. Jesus came to bring life to us. Uh, Mallory read the words of the prophet Isaiah earlier. uh, To those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has shined. A light has dawned. Uh, A light has come to bring life. And one of my favorite things about that Isaiah passage, by the way, is that to appreciate Isaiah chapter nine, you have to go back to Isaiah chapter eight. In Isaiah chapter eight, as the prophet Isaiah is speaking, he speaks about how um, the people are living in darkness, gloom, and distress is what's described in the closing verses of Isaiah chapter eight. But often we skip right over those and we jump to Isaiah chapter nine. But the words of Isaiah chapter nine really find their significance against the backdrop of Isaiah chapter eight because as Isaiah has talked about how the people who've lived in rebellion and, and sin has broken their lives, they're in distress and gloom and darkness. Then he says, there's coming a day when the light will dawn. When unto us a child is given, when unto us a son is born. And we will call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He came to bring life. And his life was the light of men. Think about John's words in John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. As the light of the world, Jesus comes not just to carry the message of God to us, not just to show us the right way to live and cut away the things that shouldn't be there, but he comes to bring us life. Jesus, as the light of the world, comforts us as I think about that nightlight. He promises to be with us, his presence with us always, no matter what's happening around us. We know that this life that we live can carry with it incredible difficulties. Some of you have experienced those recently. Some of you experienced them this year. All of us have experienced them in our lifetime. And how do we find comfort in the midst of the darkness? We have his light. In John chapter one, he follows those words in verse four. He says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. With these words in John chapter one, verse five, 
He says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. That the light of Jesus can't be overcome. And one of the things I love about Christmas is we have lights all over the place. You have lights on some of the seats and in luminaries. You have them in wreaths in your home and, and maybe even in your, in your windows or on your tree or on your home. And those lights cannot be overcome by darkness. Darkness always gets pushed back by the light. You can't pump enough darkness into a room when there's light and, it won't, and, and that it would over, overwhelm those lights. The light always prevails. And there's comfort in that. But the light of Jesus also guides. When he tells us in John 8 that he is the light of the world, he says that those who follow him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He wants to lead and guide as the light of the world. And so as we set here, Christmas 2022, Whatever's going on in your life, in your world, whatever struggles you're experiencing, whatever joys and, and, and anticipations you hold, know the significance of Jesus is that he came. He came to carry God's message to us. He came to show you and I a better way to live. He came to give us life, a life like no other, a life of fullness, John would say. He came to comfort us with his light and he comes to lead us and guide us and whatever lies ahead with his light. In just a few moments, uh, I will pray, and then we're gonna invite you to share in communion with us. And there are several people, so it's gonna take a little while, um, but we have communion stations around the room. And at the communion stations, uh, there are prepackaged uh, communion. One side has a piece of bread and the other side juice, and it's easiest if you open the bread side first um, and then and turn to the juice side. But we're going to dismiss you after prayer, and you can take your time. Go to the, there's a basket of prepackaged communion. Grab enough for, your, for those that are worshiping with you. We invite anybody who's made a decision to follow Jesus to share in communion. But while you're at the communion stations, also grab something else. There's another basket on the tables, and inside the baskets are glow sticks. And we're going to use those in just a minute. Um, we ask that you don't crack open uh, the glow sticks and make them light up until Sean gives you specific instructions to do that. But grab enough for those that are with you as well as your communion. And we'll give you some moments here as music plays to share in the Lord's Supper together. Uh, I'm gonna pray and then we'll move forward. God, I thank you. I thank you for your light. I thank you, Father, that you came and you shine your light into the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. I thank you, Father, that your light is available to all of us if we'll choose to believe and trust and lean into you, that you're ready to show us the way. God, would you allow the significance of who you are and what you've done to rest on us as we celebrate your coming and knowing that you'll come again. May you be honored and glorified, Lord. In your name we pray, amen.